0: You want to know how good He is? You want to know just how good He really is? I was sitting over there thinking about the fact that Jesus went into a wilderness that Adam turned into from a garden. You see, this whole thing, God created everything perfect and we got it turned upside down. But Jesus stepped into creation to turn it right side up. You see, Adam and Eve, through their transgression, turned the garden into a wilderness. And Jesus, after his baptism, went into the wilderness, and he withstood the temptation to turn the world back into a garden. And he came out of the wilderness after having went through the temptation that Adam and Eve did not stand up under. He came out of the wilderness and he went straight into His hometown. This is you can find it in Luke 4. Y'all read that, it's your homework. Now, we're talking about turning this thing. How many of you'd like to see it turned right side up? I I got good news for you, or it has been. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You see, Jesus went into the wilderness that had been made a wilderness by the one who had a garden and turned it into the wilderness. He came out of the wilderness to turn it back into a garden. And he went into the synagogue, and he opened up the role of the prophet Isaiah. And he where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it Where's There it is. Isaiah 61, 6. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't see... The Spirit or the anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, so he's saying, I got something from an unseen place. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I can see poverty. I got an unseen, I hope y'all are getting this. I've got an unseen, I've come from the unseen to your wilderness to turn it back into a garden and I'm using the stuff from the unseen, the spirit and the anointing. And if there's any poor in the house, I've got good news for you to preach the gospel to the poor. Poverty, poverty is not an assignment to you. You are under poverty because you have not received the Spirit and the anointing. You hadn't heard the good news. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm stalling because I've got to be able to quote the rest of this. To preach those that are poor, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to heal the brokenhearted and let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord what Jesus said there all the Jewish people in the synagogue knew what he said there that day he said hey guess what guys I just came from a wilderness where I stood that test check second Adam check y'all getting this he went to the thing that's turned wrong side out to turn it right side in he's I can see him grabbing it You know what I mean? Mm. What are you dragging? The wilderness. Duh. Death, hell, and the grave. I got your poverty here. I got your oppression. I got your shame and your sickness. I've been anointed to carry this. Why are you done carrying it? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Why would you carry something he's already been anointed to carry? y'all seeing this this day today 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 the scripture has been fulfilled in your ears and I love Jesus I love him everybody in the room was going because when he said that it wasn't just words see because he said the words I speak to you what kind of words does Jesus speak spirit and life so when he spoke I told him in life class this morning it was like this it went on and everybody in the room went something hit something from an unseen hit an unseen place in me that I've never been hit before. How many of you know what I'm talking about right there? I want to be honest here. Has God ever touched you from an unseen place in an unseen place? I want to see hands raised if that has happened to you. If it has not happened to you, it should. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. You are sick. You are sick. And you need a physician this morning. Because the Spirit of God, when He speaks, the words He speaks, they are spirit and they are life. And life always triumphs over death. Now, wait. You got to catch the rest of this. So everybody, I read it in Sunday school this morning. It's so like my people in my class know, right? I taught the best lesson I've ever taught in my life this morning. The most important lesson on honor I've ever taught in my life this morning. You don't listen to it, but no, don't. I, no, you're not allowed. It's only for my class. Do, don't listen to it. I'm using reverse psychology. I forgot what I was doing. He wants me. To, he wants you to turn me up because my voice is killing me. Not really. That's bad language. Straight. I'm healed in Jesus' name, but you can help me in my healing progress. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they're life. So there's an impact. It's not normal for you not to have an impact. We've got churches say so that's normal. It's not normal for you to live in sin. It's not normal. He came to set the oppressed free. That's what's normal. Addiction, adultery, fornication, perversion, it ain't normal. Because he's got a spirit and a life that'll hit the tuning fork of your spirit. And it'll go. And you'll say. He's just sitting down and everybody's going. Read the text. They're all going. Dude, what is he saying? Did you feel that, Dolores? Yeah, I felt it. What was that? I don't know. Spirit and life, I don't know. that ray, he spoke and changed something inside he broke bondage off of me when he spoke he came to take a world that's turned wrong side up and make it flip over he's taken all your brokenness and your dysfunction to turn it around to function I'm not through I'm not through because the key is in the scriptures And there was somebody in the room. All this is going on. They're going, oh, Did you see what happened? See, I knew this to him. I was nice to her. Did you see what happened? Did you see what happened to me? Did you? If that hadn't happened to you, you don't know God yet. And there were others in the room who said, Wait, 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 wait. This is the son of Joseph. is the son of Joseph let's reel him back down to the scene because as long as he stays in the scene then everything in your unseen can stay just like it is you can stay broken, you can stay poor you can stay oppressed, you can stay in bondage you can stay fearful he's just the son of Joseph Shelby don't get excited he wasn't the son of Joseph the son of Joseph he's the freaking son of God and when that God man came and he took on my humanity he became the last Adam I bear the man of dust but because he turned this whole thing around I shall now bear the man of heaven he has turned my poverty riches. He has turned my mourning into dancing. He has given me beauty for ashes. I'm telling you, we're not singing a bunch of dead words on dead pages. We are singing spirit and life. And as long as you believe, hold up just a second. As long as you believe, He is only the Son of a carpenter, you will only be the sons of Adam. And you will retain your poverty and you will retain your bondage. And you will retain your sin. And you will retain your depression. And you will retain your sickness. But there was a man who was like no other man. He was the God man. Emmanuel sent from the Father to redeem the sons of men. To take this thing and say today, 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 today it is finished.
1: The tomb of Lazarus, Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection. That was before he resurrected. When he read the scroll, or when Jesus resurrected, where did he go? Where is he now? Seated at the right hand of the Father. So when he opened up the word, he read the word. The word set down because he's at rest. It's finished. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your great grace. We thank you, Lord, for the completed work in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I thank you today, Lord God, that this is a day like no other day, Lord. This is a season, Lord God, that we will step into the unknown and we will discover, Lord God, that you've already been there and have prepared the way. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise today. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated.
0: I forgot one more key point, guys. Sorry, I don't ever do this. It's important. After they said, where was he at? What town was he in? Which is Nazareth. The region of Galilee in his hometown of Nazareth. Just a few short chapters later, he went to his hometown. He didn't heal the sick. He didn't raise the dead. He didn't open blinded eyes. He didn't do anything in his hometown that he could, that he was anointed to do. Because... They didn't honor him in his anointing. Yes. They only saw him as a son of, De- of the son of Joseph. And if you refuse to honor a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive no reward. Many of us are not receiving the miracle signs and wonders that God has promised in His Word. Because we do not flow in honor, we only see what is here now and natural. We only honor the natural realm, not the spirit realm and the anointing realm. That's why many, many come into the room with Jesus and all they encounter is what they perceive to be a natural man and they leave with their afflictions. Because dishonor is equated to unbelief.
1: We good? Won't you take your Bibles with me, if you will, and go to Acts, the 14th chapter. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you. To honor your name, to honor your word. Lord, I just thank you for your presence in this house today. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I thank you, Father God, that you, Lord God, have so much more in store for us than we can possibly begin to imagine. And we love you, and we thank you. And everyone said amen. amen. Now, before we get to our text, I want to give you a just a backdrop. As we look here you see along about Acts 13 that Paul and Barnabas are set aside to go out and begin to proclaim to spread the good news, the gospel. Well, we see they went to Antioch and God performed and allowed the the, the word to be followed and affirmed by signs and wonders. We see that the good news of those that understood that their wilderness was now a garden. There, was, there were folks that received, but in the midst of all of that, there were also folks that didn't receive. And so in, in the middle of, of having an, an outpouring, there was uh, those that were trying to dam up this thing that was the, the, the Christian uh, uh, message of the good news of Jesus Christ. So they left there after they stirred up a bit of a riot. They went on to Iconium. Well, as they got there, the same thing began to happen. Miracles and signs and wonders began to follow the preaching and the teaching and the word of God and people were receiving the word. Man, you would think that that because people were healed and delivered and set free, And got the good news that you can come out of your impoverishment and we're not talking about your social standing we're talking about them the poverty of your heart the lack of joy the lack of hope the lack of peace you would think that my lord people ought to get on board amen iconium as they're they're in iconium they were threatening to stone them too many too much good news let me tell you, this is going to be a shocker to some of you this year. You're going to experience such overwhelming joy of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to go back and want to share that joy with others, and they're not going to receive it. In fact, they're going to despise you because you have this joy. But they didn't give you that joy, and they can't take that joy from you. Now, They go from Antioch to Iconium, and and you think it would get better, but now they're at Leicester. Some pronounce it Lister, but Leicester is the pronunciation of the next city they go to, and, and that is in the 14th chapter of the book of Acts. Here's Paul and Barnabas, and John Mark's already left them, and he's going back to the house, and now Barnabas and Paul are in the city, and now the signs and wonders are following them as they minister the truth of God's word. And lo and behold, as Paul is there preaching, he perceives a man, he looks out upon this man and he says, perceives, you've got faith to be healed. This man who had never walked a day in his life. So Paul called him out. The man was miraculously healed. Woo! You would think that would cause revival, don't you? People will be excited about the fact that there was a man who had never walked before instantaneously. All of the muscles in his legs, they they formed and all of his joints straightened and all of the weakness was gone. And now, not even going from crawling to, to walking and leaning on something, he's up and he's moving about. He's been healed. So they begin to cry out. Oh hell, Zeus and Apollos, oh hell, Zeus and Apollos. And now Paul is like, oh my Lord. Rips his clothes in a, in a, in a manner of a Jewish custom when they would they they were in distress or or, or in anxiety to show this, this sense of this ain't right. Rips his collar and says, No, no, no. He says, so we're gonna offer sacrifice to you. They rush them up to the temple to get ready to slu- slay the bulls and just offer sacrifice for them. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. Now understand, they're in a non-Jewish city. They don't know the story of creation. They don't, all they have is their mythology. All they have is. Their understanding of their own imagination that they received from their heritage that formed their history that became part of their habits. They are a non-Jewish city that they're in, and you're wondering why they're giving praise to these foreign gods. I'm not getting into the details of the mythology there, but nonetheless, they're praising. But you and I would think. If we perceive someone had faith enough to be healed who'd never walked and we called them out and they got up we would think man this is revival but see as they were trying to offer sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas because they understood what had happened no one else could make this happen except a God so these men must be God or demigods or this couldn't have happened And so they're taking their point of reference and they're applying it to Paul and Barnabas only to discover that they weren't what they perceived to be. They said, look, we're not gods. We're human flesh. We're as weak as you are. But we serve the one true God. So their praise went to persecution. Because they were influenced by a religious crowd that knew the history of Jehovah God but they were so locked into the fact that they couldn't perceive beyond what they could see. They didn't believe that Christ was the risen savior. And so they dragged Paul outside the city. Went from praise, I mean a man was healed. Would not the world rejoice? No, they won't. A man was healed, they dragged Paul outside the city because he's the spokesman. And they stone him. Now, when do you stop stoning someone? When they're dead. Now, we don't know, but we have indications in the Word of God, But because the Word of the Lord says he miraculously got up. After the crowd left, the disciples gathered around him, and the Word of the Lord tells us that he got up. They stoned him until they perceived he was dead, or the word used getting up is the word used when someone has been resurrected from the dead. So, Paul gets up after he'd been stoned to death or perceived to death. Then he gets up and he goes back into the city. true grit he goes back into the city and he spends the night then he gets up and he goes to a city called Derby and that's where we're going to read the text in just a minute but i, I got to give you the preface because I got up Saturday morning and the Lord I believe provoked a question in my heart I got up and I was making my way to, to, to prayer meeting yesterday morning as i'm getting up and i'm driving i'm having a conversation with the lord and i'm asking the holy spirit to speak to me i'm asking the holy spirit i, I lord i said we're about to go in and we're going to gather together and we're going to begin to we're going to begin to intercede and we're going to begin to cry out to you and I, we don't just come in here just uh just to be coming in here we want to know the mind of god we want to know what's on his heart and we want to know what he is saying and how he would lead us in our prayers but I said more than that father I need to know in this ever-changing climate where culture is shifting right and left where mentalities are are being manipulated where we're living in a day and an age and we understand that there is a reprogramming of our world today and I'm not talking to the left or the right. I'm just saying there is a reprogramming. There is a mentality that is, that is shifting. Culture that is changing. I said, Lord, how do we navigate in the now? How do we navigate in the now? And I read here in a, in a translation of the Word of God, and as I read down in this translation, because I like to read different translations because I want to see what's coming out of that translation. Maybe I could see the word in a different light. So I got here a little bit early. I was sitting over there. I opened it up and began to read. Now, mind you, I just had a conversation with the Lord, and I walked in here, and I sat down, and I opened up, and I began to read. And I scrolled down. And I got to verse 21 and 22, and that's where I'm going to take us this morning. After preaching the wonderful news, this is Paul, of the gospel and there, and winning a large number of followers to Jesus, they retraced their steps and revisited Leicester. Huh. In, Paul's in Derby right now. What a true grit individual amen he goes back to the place that they stoned him and killed him and left him for dead he went back to iconium where they threatened to stone him he went back to antioch where they threatened to run him off i used to say this over and over again i'll either have riot or i will have revival that's not true according to the word if you're going to have revival you're going to have riot. <laughs> Did you hear me it's a riot revival we're looking for a revival of riots you're not gonna you're not gonna cause this oil and water to mix anymore you're not gonna have light and darkness living in the same place darkness is always gonna be battling against light there's always gonna be a hatred pushing against the love of God there's always gonna be that out there but don't be alarmed at each place they went they strengthened the lives of the believers and encourage them to go deeper in their faith. I hope you're picking up on the fact that we're getting to the answer to the question, how do we navigate? And they taught them, it is necessary for us to enter into the realm of God's kingdom because that's the only way we will endure our many trials and persecutions now let's stop right there because you may be reading a version of the Bible that says it this way you may be reading a version of the Bible that says we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God so I wanted to know as I look at the Word of God I look beyond the surface and I want to say okay what is the what is the what is the meanings of those words and the translation I'm reading are they getting it it is the, is it the the accurate translation of the original language but the original language because when you read that in a in a version did you you pick up some commentary that only see the surface of it they're saying to you the only way to get into the kingdom is through tribulation that's not what it means the lexicon the the, the meaning of that is literally on account of many tribulations it is necessary to enter into the kingdom of god How are we going to navigate in an ever-changing world where the church is becoming the enemy and popular opinion is that we're antiquated outdated religious and we're looking to destroy when all along we want to bring forth the joy and the hope and the peace and the restoration of the relationship between humanity and God but now we are called the enemies of the world how are we going to navigate as we see trials and tribulations persecutions now this is what we need to know there's one sure bet you can avoid all persecution in a few trials and that's not to advance the kingdom of God do you hear me hunker down hold your ground and Look out the peephole and for the return of Christ. That's not what we're called to do. Because as I stood in this prayer meeting yesterday morning and walked this this sanctuary. And we anointed this place afresh for the new year for what God has in store the Holy Spirit began to speak and what the Holy Spirit spoke to me is my church is not to survive oh no my church is to thrive my church is to advance. my church is to go into the darkness and bring the light no matter the scenario or the situation it is the purpose of God that his church not just be established in every every nation in every corner Of every city and every neighborhood but his desire is the advancement of his kingdom now I can't control the trials or the persecutions unless they're self afflicted when it comes to furthering the kingdom of God those things are gonna come avoidance is a is a choice that some have taken but it's not going to it's not going to amount to the fruitfulness that God has desired but let me tell you what we can have control of and that is the oppression that the enemy puts on us because of the trials and the persecution the kingdom of God as we see the answer how do we navigate in the present climate how do we in 2022 how do we as crossroads assembly of God part of the greater body of jesus christ how do we navigate we've got to enter in and walk in and live in in the deepest possible measure in the kingdom of god amen Amen. as we look here to the word of the lord what we see is the footnotes on that passage of scripture I, i liked as well in order to navigate folks we've got to go deeper into the kingdom of god but this is what it what was written that is the only way to avoid the oppression of the age is to enter deeper into the kingdom's realm deeper into the kingdom's realm let me just add to that in order for me to go deeper into the kingdom realm of god I've got to let the kingdom of God go deeper in me. Paul and Barnabas went about strengthening the faith, and then they exhibited their faith. And the very areas they were persecuted, stoned to death, and rose again, they went right back and they began to preach all over again. There's still good news. Let's go visit the places we just got ran out of. Let's go how how do you want to deal with this Uh, uh, Paul I'll tell you what Barnabas let's go back and see how the church is doing (laughs) let's go see how that we may advance the kingdom of God I I think it might be a shocker that when they thought I was dead I got up again (laughs) when they stoned me to death I just got up all over again now rest assured this is so much easier to preach but it is to live amen Because I believe this is a preempting of the fact that God's glory is going to pour out through you. But don't be alarmed at what happens when the enemy rears his head and you're not to stop. You just keep going and going and going because the unstoppable God lives in the heart of the unstoppable church. And the gates of hell will not prevail over the children of God who understand the fullness of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You're not alone. You're not alone. God sources his kingdom. It would be an awful shame and an injustice if, we, if God would put us here on earth, but he didn't equip us nor supply us what we need to go out and to advance. Could you imagine raising up any military folks in here? Some of you guys have gone through training, and whenever they, they could trust you they gave you a weapon now that weapon was fully loaded once you made it through the training you had the weapon and that weapon was the protection of the, our country its people its government whether the enemies were domestic or foreign and so you were trained to to protect this nation as any other nation who had an army would do the same thing. But could you imagine taking that army and say, okay, boys and girls, turn in all of your weapons. There's no tanks. Yes, there's a formidable enemy out there, and he has all the latest, greatest designs. He has all the technology, everything that is needed to bring destruction. It is right out there, but I need you to give me all your weapons. Now get on out there and do me a good job doesn't work that way now when God says to advance his kingdom what he means uh, is the king of all kings lives uh, inside of your heart he's not the second Adam he's the last Adam Uh, he's not the man of the dust Uh, he came from the dust but he resurrected uh, to the heavenlies uh, because that's where we find our rest in him uh, and there's not a battle you will face that he has not already conquered that enemy so he doesn't send you out without any armor without any weapons he has armed you and put the weapons inside of you because he lives inside of you my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by by who Christ Jesus so whatever you need is in Christ Jesus he supplies his kingdom through Christ Jesus in his sacrifice Now, the last ch- day church does not have a power issue hear me doesn't have a promise issue doesn't have a purpose issue in fact the the power of God has not diminished though some may tell you that it has the same power that raised Paul up to his feet again in fact the same power that raised jesus from the dead is the same power that's evident today the same power that peter walked in uh, as his shadow was cast upon the sick and they got up and sh- oh wait a minute wait a minute something just happened uh, this leg just grew this hip just got back in place wait a minute these fingers that were gnarled are now straight and wait that pain in my chest is gone uh, that same power is evident Maybe not evident, but it is available to the church today. I'll read in the word of God that his promises are yea and amen. Not just yea, and I hope someday when I get good enough, I'll get them. But the promises of God, because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if he said it, he'll do it. Amen. If he promised it, he will fulfill it. So his promises are, it's not a promise issue, it's not a power issue, and it's not a purpose issue. We have a reason for being. We're here today because we have a reason for being. Our challenge is a sourcing issue. we got a sourcing issue. What do I mean by that? I mean that we have been Given a bill of goods and charged uh, for those bill of goods and those bill of goods that we've been feasting on, uh, it, it's it's all about me and it's all about what I'm able to do. And I'm saying to you, it's not about it is about you, but it's more than you. Amen. Now Jeremiah two and thirteen says this: For my people have committed two evils. Two. First one is they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water and they have hewn out for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water first they forsook the fountain of living water and they hewned out a vessel where they would catch the goodness of God as it came down the rain i'm going to create this this vessel and when the goodness of God the rain in this instant when it falls it'll fill this up and then when I need that goodness I'll draw from it but God will stay over there and he'll be my my sister and he'll stay in his place and I'll just draw him out when I need him. I'll just go receive the goodness when I need him. I'll just, you know, I'll just, uh, on occasion when there's a little crisis going on, or or maybe I need a little extra income or or something. I'll just go draw from this this vessel that I made. I'll just pull it out. The problem was circumstance brought about an occasion where that cistern couldn't hold water anymore because something moved and now it's broken anybody relating this to the world we're living in today well Lord we'll we'll just come in and we'll get our little dabble do you we'll just uh, you know I'll, I'll, I'll start my week off right and I'll, I'll get this goodness and when it falls I'll catch it and when I need it when I need you I'll, I'll call on you I'll draw on you The problem with that is this The world is in turmoil and there has been a disruption in the tectonic plates And what I had hewn out and where I told God to stay he don't stay there And now that system is broken there's a sourcing issue because used to I would put my peace in a place that I could rest in and because everything was going well and everything was good and we could just get our sermonette and go out and, and do our thing and we could come back and, 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 and everything was just like we thought it should be the only problem is, is you can't put God in a box and expect him to stay there because there's a not a box big enough to keep him. Because he doesn't just settle in a pool that I have created. He is a fountain of living water. And you might stick him in a box, but he's going to pour out of that box. He, you, you can put him in a certain place, and he's not going to stay there. Because you're not going to make God stay any place. But he can put us places and make us stay. And he can cause his river to flow out of us like we talked about last week. See, there's a sourcing issue. My peace, as Jesus said, it doesn't exist in what you see, taste, touch, or feel. He said, I'm going to give you a peace that goes beyond this worldly idea of peace because i'll be your peace i'll cause you to have peace where you can rest in the midst of a storm because you're on assignment and even if i call you home in the midst of that it's all right you're going to be in eternal peace amen that your righteousness is not built upon how good you think you are. Your righteousness will never be achieved. It is, can only be received from what I have already done. Now, wait a minute. That changes everything. But folks, more importantly, as we look to the purpose of God, how do we navigate? we got to get back to the source. The source of our peace the source of our power and the source of our purpose which is Jesus Christ so how do we navigate in this world we go deeper in the well we go deeper in the river We go from ankle to knee to waist to to a river we cannot cross we go we start swimming in the river and we let the river start swimming in us and we let the river of God begin to flow out of our are are we hearing it I'm not saying your ability to receive I'm just want to make sure that I'm delivering it as I feel it in my heart because folks I, I believe when we start sourcing the power from him we'll understand that it is his glory. Paul was grieved over the fact that they were accrediting him for the miracle that just took place. Paul didn't flip it up on Facebook and post it on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and I don't know what all those out there. Pinterest, who knows? (laughs) Sorry, ladies, I didn't mean to slap you with that Pinterest. Huh? It's not for that well, you show how much I know. But he said, no glory to me. <laughs> no, I lost one. <laughs> what you discover, and, I, and I'm not taking away from uh, declaring and showing the miracles of God. I, I'm, not the, the, I'm not saying to you that we shouldn't celebrate. But folks, what I'm saying is that we want to bring glory to the Lord Almighty. And he is our purpose he is our desire Lord how do we navigate how do we navigate in these troubled waters how do we how do we Lord God how do we move father God when everything around us seems to be moving oh let me tell you son how to do it the same way I instructed Paul and Barnabas just get into the kingdom of God and let the faith of God grow inside of you and you begin to exercise your faith and it's not the tribulation is not the entrance into the kingdom of God oh no let me tell you the the kingdom of God is the shelter from that tribulation so it's a sourcing issue where are we sourcing the miracles the signs and the wonders that's not the relationship God has intended is for a broken sister and just catching a few of the good things Lord I'm, I'm gonna catch the thing that you're dropping today you see, I nearly ran off the stage. How many of you are good at catching popcorn when it's thrown across the room? Can you get that image? God's throwing the popcorn. He's throwing the kernel. Get ready. Get ready. Ha! Ah! Oh, I missed it, man. That's a broken cistern. See, the Lord has not called us to that kind of relationship. You can pick one of three paths for a relationship with God. You can decide I'm going to be independent, self-willed. I'll get this thing done if it kills me. Let me tell you, let me just save you a long journey. It's going to kill you. I can make it. I'll make it before God. I will make my way through the, through the wilderness. I will climb the mountaintops. I can't do it. I, I have a strong will. I have a thick head, and I have a resolve inside of me. All that is well and good. It's not gonna get you where you need to go That's one Relationship we could choose or path. We could choose with God another could be this uh, codependent we can go from independent to codependent What is codependent? It's where we make God the the codependent and everything is his fault and he's got to fix all of our dysfunction It's all God's fault everything is the fault of the Lord we wouldn't be in this circumstance right now that's where we're making God a codependent to fix it all or we could choose the path that he has chosen which is interdependent now interdependent I I love what Thomas I I love what Thomas Torrance said all through the incarnate life and activity of the Lord Jesus was shown that all of grace does not mean nothing of man but precisely the opposite all of grace means all of man for the fullness of grace creatively includes the fullness And the completeness of a human response to the equation what is he saying in that when we say all of grace we're saying God it is all of me and it is all of you and now I am interdependent upon you to accomplish what you desire and so Lord when I lay hands upon the sick and folks rest assured I don't have all this figured out I'm still on the journey but what I am discovering is that the Lord has to source the healing because I can't heal you but he is going to use you and I to lay hands upon the sick and he's gonna source his own healing which he already did 2,000 years ago amen but I find that in a troubled society in a world, and we're still in the boat because we're still here, we can rest like Jesus rest and we can have peace because he did not supply our peace from the world, but only to the world in himself. How do we navigate? How do we navigate? We surrender ourselves and we say, Lord, all of me for all of you. All of me for all of you. Lord, I want to go deeper into the things of God. I want to go deeper into my faith in you. I don't want it to be because I I worked hard enough to get it. I I don't want it to be because I understand we got to study to show ourselves approved. a, A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. But let me tell you. We can study to our heart's content, but there's one person who makes all the difference, and it's the one we—he's the one we depend upon. When the Holy Spirit says, "Okay, now you're saying what I want to say. Now you're doing what I want to do. Now I'm going to bless. Now I'm going to pour out my spirit." Let me tell you how we're going to navigate. We're going to get deeper into the things of God, and we're going to let the things of God get deeper inside of us, and we are going to trust by faith that God is under in control of his own body amen he's the head he's the head he's sourcing this thing he's sourcing this thing spirit of the Lord, it is I have not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things God has in store but it's the spirit that reveals the deep things of God we've got to go deeper deeper in him I want to share a passage with you and then we're going to start to wind this thing down I know promises promises look Matthew 16 let's just do 25 Matthew sixteen twenty-five. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Would you read that? I want an honest, honest, honest answer. I'm gonna ask this too long or it's gonna give it away. Would you read that passage of scripture? What is your primary focus? How many would say honestly before God? Each and every time you've read that, your immediate thoughts went to losing your life. There's two, three, four, five, six, seven honest people. Oh, we're going to have a good altar call today because you're liars in here. Yeah, I called you a liar. He that loses his life he that loses his that's, that's where we, we emphasize I lose my reasoning I lose my heritage I lose my history I lose my, my habits I lose my self will I, I lose my, my anxiety I lose my self-hatred, I lose my fear, I lose my depression, I lose my twisted understanding of who I think God is, but if I lose, see, we put the emphasis there because we inherently are <laughs> our our old mind takes us there but our, our old habits and our old belief systems take us there but what if we put the emphasis if I lose all of that then maybe my emphasis needs to be on what I gain what if God is saying to you there's only one real true life to have and that's in Jesus Christ you're in this thing anyway And you want to make a difference and you want to stand before God uh, and you want to present a crown to him that he'll be pleased with and say, Lord, look, I'm just going to give you, Lord, what I got uh, because, Lord, uh, I lost uh, all self. But let me tell you what I found in the losing of self. uh, I found you. And thus I found life. And now I have gained it all. I've gained it all. Woo! How are we going to navigate in the now? We're going to get so caught up, wrapped up, flowing in the Holy Spirit. We're going to let God move in us, through us. He's going to do what He wants to do. We're going to lose old self. We're going to leave old dusty Mike in the dirt and say, I'm not going to follow your heritage, history, and habits anymore because I got a brand new history, heritage, and habit right here in Jesus Christ so if I lose out my emphasis on what I gain in Jesus there is a deep longing deep longing in the heart of every individual it's that it's that measure of faith that God gave you at your natural birth that is a need to understand why am i here what is my purpose god has made us interdependent as people you take a person and isolate them and set them entirely alone they won't do well we are made to be interdependent because the Lord brought us into relationship with himself and see our purpose in order to get to God in the fullness it is at the cost of self but I have never given up anything that I considered I wanted to bring back compared to what God has given me. In fact, I count it all but a big pile of poo-poo. I wish I had a big emoji of a poo-poo pile right here. You you get the idea. (laughs) If it was accredited to me, it's just a big pile of emoji poo-poo. But let me tell you, what's counted to Christ is life and joy and peace and hope and rest how are you going to navigate in this world today? How are you going to navigate your family? Fathers, how are you going to lead your home? You're going to get deeper in Christ. You're going to get deeper in the kingdom. The kingdom is going to get deeper in you. Oh, when the enemy rears his head and he wants to challenge the power of God, you say, look, well, I'm weak but let me tell you, in his weakness I'm made strong. I'm going back. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with my God who lives on the inside of me. He's my guard. He's my protector. He's the one who knows. Let me tell you, the source of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and the reason why we're not just going to survive. If we're just surviving, we're waiting to get voted off the island. (laughs) What other hope is there? I just want to stay on the island. No, let me tell you, you're called to advance the kingdom of God with the strength and the might and the glory and the power of the resurrected Savior Jesus Christ! Stand, if you will. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you, Lord God, for this moment, this hour. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the peace, the hope, the rest, the joy, Father, that we find in you. Lord, it is necessary. My God, it is necessary. My God, it is necessary that we enter into the realm of the kingdom of God. Father, we must live beyond the scene. Lord, we must live beyond this temporal world. Lord, we pray today that we would gain, my God, that we would gain, my God, life in Christ. Today, I I want to do one of two things. If you're in this house today, and as many of us find ourselves in places, we find ourselves in places where we're just overwhelmed by the needs that are around us, needs of our family, needs of our future, needs of whatever that need may be then you get this overwhelming sense that you don't quite have it all figured out that there are those that are following you and they're they're watching you dad and mom and minister and Christian and child of God and you're on the workplace and you're full of this angst you're feeling like if you don't get this thing figured out it's all gonna go to wreck and ruin we talk about the trials and the persecution and all of a sudden you get a little nervous because you're thinking oh my lord I don't know that I got it in me to do that there's more angst you're wondering every time somebody coughs am I going am I going down The time you get into a communal setting it's just fear kind of grips your heart come on there's a reprogramming in our world today But it doesn't stop the fact that we must continue with the work of the kingdom. But if you're here today and you've been experiencing a lot of anxiety of late, and you want to say, "God, I just I want to lay those down, and I just want I just want to get deeper into the kingdom by getting deeper into your word, deeper into the presence, deeper into your purpose." Come on, come on, come on, come on! I've been there, done that. I got all the t-shirts in my drawer. Are you, are you hearing me? You're, you're at the place and you say, Lord, I need, I, I need, I need. I need to get deeper, Lord God. I need to get deeper, Lord, in you." worship. Worship team, come on up today. If you're in the balcony, or if you're on the, in the floor, you've just been overwhelmed with anxiety, but you're saying, I, I, Lord, I just, I needed this. I needed some navigation in the midst of this. I'm am just gonna I'm gonna lay down my anxiety today, and I'm gonna pick up your peace. But if you're in this house today, and children of God, I want you to I want you to do something for me. I want you to step out, or step aside, or step step around. I just want you to. Today we're gonna be praying that we, as a corporate body of believers, begin to move. the overflow with the Spirit of God.